Welcome to the Smeichel Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smeichel, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. Dr. Hope O'Brien is back, and I'm excited that she's back. She's the founder of and the CEO of the Headache Center of Hope in Cincinnati, Ohio. This is a really cool place to go if you have any headache disorder. Uh, she offers a synergistic, holistic approach that treats all types of headache disorders. Um, and I don't even know how many types of headache disorders there are, but there's a lot, right, Hope? There is, absolutely. <laughs> and what I love about the Headache Center of Hope is that it's not cookie-cutter treatment. It's really individualized for each person. So welcome back, Dr. Hope O'Brien. Will you tell us more about the Headache Center of Hope and how you differentiate yourself from other medical practices? First of all, thank you so much, Dr. Smichael, for having me back. And I am so excited to have the opportunity to provide this kind of service to my patients. So as you mentioned, it's very unique. It um, allows time with my patients. Patients are given a diagnosis and a customized treatment and management plan. I incorporate physical therapy, acupuncture, massage therapy, all on one site. I offer options that will help you out of the emergency room. So instead of you know going to a place that's loud and bright lights, you're in a relaxed setting where you can get the same treatments that you would get in the emergency room in my office. I also offer a more natural holistic approach. So I offer vitamin services and nutrition and dietary consultation. I also uh, offer opportunities to, you know, talk about exercise and how to really get healthy, not just from a neuro neurological standpoint, but just overall. And then we also incorporate uh, services such as um, psychology and, and biobehavioral medicine and mindful meditation and biofeedback. I love that. And I love that you can get it all in one place, all in one place. That is, that is really cool. So when you say the headache center of hope, it is literally just that. Now, the last time you were here, we talked about your dream and we talked about your confidence in your ability to make the dream come true. Now I want to talk about the preparation that you did to move from dreaming of the Headache Center of Hope to actually doing it, to, you know, making it happen because lots of us have dreams, but they live in the dreaming stage. So you're a doctor, you went to med school, you had a fellowship training, you enjoyed a successful career in headache medicine, but none of that, absolutely none of that prepared you to be an entrepreneur. How did you get ready for this new venture? How did you move from dreaming to doing? You're absolutely right, um, Dr. Swichel. So I did not learn the business of medicine uh, throughout my medical training. And so as I sat down to think about, okay, what are the skills that I needed to make this happen? I knew I needed to be able to talk the language of business. I knew there were terms and definitions that I had to hone in and master in order to create this dream or make this dream a reality. And so I made the difficult decision to go back to school and get an executive MBA degree while working full time as an associate professor in neurology. <laughs> Talk about scary, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, but I did it. I I made it happen, and I um, I'm so excited for you know what has come out of that. What came out of that is uh, words connections with individuals who were very successful in the business realm. They were able to help me put together a business plan so that I could then act on this decision that I made to start my own practice. It uh, helped me answer questions that I didn't know or even consider questions that I didn't even thought, think about in order to be prepared to open my practice. So um, yeah, so for anyone who's considering going back to school, don't take it lightly. It is a commitment. Um, and it's not easy, but with determination, if you're really serious about this, you need to think about what skills are you lacking and how do you get them? That's very interesting. Very, very interesting that you took the plunge and got the executive MBA. So in that process, you learned about business models. What's your business model and how did you formulate your business model? Sure. So my, my business model is the ability to get patients in quickly for headache care. So patients don't have to wait a three to six months in order to see a neurologist or headache specialist. If they're in pain, I can see them either same day or within 24 hours. They get access to a neurologist who specializes in headache. So we are able to accurately diagnose headaches and be able to provide the appropriate treatment that will help patients get better faster and safely. Okay. Any other distinct elements of your business model? Yeah, we also um, only take cash. And so Mm -hmm. patients are able to submit the payment to their insurance company for reimbursement. So we do provide a super bill. Um, Patients, when they come in, uh, I offer an hour to sometimes two hours um, where I listen to them and um, gain feedback from them on how treatment are doing once they've started, when they come in for a follow-up visit. And, uh, you know, I will tell you, I track all of my patients so that I know how they're doing and I solicit feedback from patients so that I know how they're doing and what works and what doesn't work in order to provide the best care for them. I love that. I love that. I want to just kind of turn the corner just a little bit and talk about the fear factor. I find that when people are starting something that is markedly different for them, there's fear. There's fear. And so I want to talk about how you kept fear at bay and were able to focus forward. Fear is always there, okay? And I'm sure you probably heard the mnemonic, fear stands for uh, false evidence appearing real right? And when you are moving away from something that seems comfortable to you. So for me, it was very comfortable being in my academic career, doing what I knew. Um, it can it can paralyze you. And so I had to every morning get up, read the Bible, pray, listen to inspirational messages, avoid the naysayers or negative people and surround myself with those who are positive influencers because fear is always there to try to stop you from accomplishing your dreams. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that you have a, have a super supportive husband, a close family, and it goes without saying that they were your biggest cheerleaders. What other support or encouragement did you have or did you seek out? 
Well, I can't not talk about you not being one of those biggest advocates. Dr. Smichael, you were there from the very beginning, and I've just been blessed with wonderful friends, a church family, and mentors who continue to support me in my endeavors. I've also had supportive colleagues who share similar philosophies about patient care, who are willing to collaborate, share ideas, and opportunities for me to grow in my career. That's awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So how do you continue to build a network of champions? Because it doesn't start with, you know, the the first people who encouraged you. How do you keep building on your network? You may be a little bit surprised by this, but I'm a little bit of an introvert. (laughs) (laughs) On what day of the week? Just tell me, Hope. So I've I've had to get comfortable being vulnerable and meeting new people. And, you know, the more people I met and the more that I connected with others, the more I was able to have opportunities and uh, the ability to develop strategic partnerships that helped me reach my goals. Okay. Oh, that's so interesting. No, honest to goodness, I never knew that you had um, introversion anywhere in your personality. That so you have learned to extrovert. That is very interesting. You learn something new about your friends every day. Well, that that <laughs> took place during one of my leadership development programs that I was in, and so again, you have to really be self-reflective and think about what are those things that are holding you back. So, I love it. I love it. I love it. So. Now that you're in the midst of the early stages, because the the business is three years old, of of this really phenomenal business, what are some of the highlights that you've had? Oh, there's so many. So work autonomy. I get so excited being able to come to work uh, and I'm able to choose my team. So the individuals that I work with. Um, I love the positive feedback that I get from patients. Um, I'm able to build a practice that I um, that I think is best that meets my patients' needs, and I can think outside of the box of the traditional. Um, and I'm proud of the fact that I've created such a beautiful space um, that those that suffer from pain or those who uh, may have stigma about migraine can come in and feel comfortable. Those that are considered marginalized can say, wow, this was actually built for me. Yes, I love seeing the joy on patient stations when they walk in and they say, oh my gosh, this is amazing. So there's something else you did that you're not talking about. So you developed this learning about business and you decided that you were going to by your own building, correct? That is correct. I, um, yes, again, another bold move and I had to get past fear, but that was an excellent vision. I think for many physicians, when they're looking to start practice, they're looking to rent space. And for me, um, and in going through business school, I took advantage of the opportunities that were afforded to me in owning a building. So the building that I purchased with my husband um, is a huge space. It's 12,000 square feet. And part of that space is being rented out. So immediately starting my practice, I was able to get immediate cash flow from that purchase. 
Yeah. And that is something that was very wise, very, very wise, because, you know, when you decide to retire, you still have an income stream from this property. And so I I do want listeners to know that it's not just that you have built this phenomenal headache center, but that you are a businesswoman with vision and you understand the purpose of owning real estate. And I love that you own commercial real estate. So um, congratulations on having the wisdom and the courage to do that. The wisdom and the courage. One of my observations working with so many physicians is they just don't understand business. They don't understand the nuances of business. They don't understand business models. So congratulations to you for doing that, for learning and for doing I'm so grateful to you for so many reasons, but I'm especially grateful that you made time to come back to the Smichael Speaks podcast channel. And I hope that you're going to come back one more time and share the lessons that you've learned and the lessons that you're continuing to learn. So you know this, you know, I wish you all of God's blessings as you continue on this journey. I'm so happy for you and I'm so proud of you, Hope. So please come back. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much, Dr. Smichael. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope that you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe to get more relevant leadership learning. Check out my YouTube channel to stay prepared for leading in an ever-evolving world. Thank you.